previously on the Players World. The hunters investigated Augustus's strange disappearance and found a secret panel behind one of the walls where Augustus was dragged through. Eli found that a dusty crowbar was traded for an old scroll that the museum had in its archives. The gang tried to pry open the panel, securing the hidden tunnel, and Luz and Rainbow found themselves headed down and down this tunnel, and subsequently trapped inside. Eli and Ava decided to break into the room marked Security. Eli discovers his dark premonition is coming true, as they spot Augustus walking down the alleyway outside in company with the man in the black trench coat. Let's see what happens on the player's world. In the dark and empty tunnel that buries itself somewhere deep into the interior walls of the Broadstead Museum, two bodies find each other in the dark. Ow! Ow! Oh god! Oh Jesus! Who's there? Where's my bag? I'm gonna start snuffling and you're gonna get a wet doggy nose like on the back of your neck as I'm trying to find you and make sure you're okay. Ah! Ew! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, put my hands on your face and just, like, push you away and be like, Okay! Okay! Bark, like, really happy, relieved barks. And you hear that bark, like, echo throughout the tunnel that you're in. Okay. Okay. I think my shoulder's, like, broken? I don't know. Okay, what do we do? Wait, you can't speak. Oh god. Okay. Well, we can't go back the way we came. I, I don't know if you know this, but wolves are not renowned for their climbing skills. Yeah. So, I'm going- how big is the tunnel? Can I easily walk past her, or is she just trapped in front of me? You're- yeah, yeah. You're- you're a big- you're a big wolf girl. Um, you kind of take up all of the space here in this tunnel. I would win Fat Bear Week. <laughs> you would win Fat Bear Week. Can I, uh, roll to read a bad situation? Um, yeah, certainly. I, uh, oh, I got seven. Whee! <laughs> nice, you get to hold one. What's my best way out? <laughs> Solid ask. That's what I was going to go for. Um, your best way out would be further in down this tunnel. Like, you cannot go back the way you came. Um, uh, I, for some reason, I thought a, a wall was, like, in front of us. Okay. No, cool. no, tunnel still stretches ahead of you, but backwards is sort of blocked out. A, because uh, you have Rainbow's big, big body in the way, and also it's going to be like a almost vertical steep incline back up, which is near unnavigable, unnavigate, navigational, un. Unnavigable. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like try to look over, like out the tunnel, and just be like. I, I think we have a little ways to go. Maybe we can find our way out. I don't know. Um, I don't think I can walk. And I'm going to like flop back onto the ground. <laughs> go on without me. All right. I would like to try to delicately step over Luz and then start like 
like a like a bird dog picking up a duck in delicate soft teeth. I want to pluck mm-hmm. up her dress and start dragging her along the floor. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to roll for that? I think, yeah, because you're trying to avoid like injuring her further. Roll plus cool. Terrible at plus cool. Would I be able to help out by like, smushing myself into the ground? There's <laughs> like 10 to one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can help out. Roll plus cool. Okay. That's a seven. You also got a seven. <laughs> hmm. She steps directly onto my shoulder. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. That's that's a little too much. Hey, wait, um, no. I could roll again to see if it pops into the socket. <laughs> you start dragging loose, and you guys start making your way down this tunnel. But I think just kind of like maybe the puffiness of Luz's dress is kind of coming up and blocking your eyes a little bit. And you don't see like the wall that's in front of you. And you just kind of like bonk your nose into it. You don't suffer any harm, but I think reactively you yipe and like wince out in pain. And when you make contact with this wall, it's not just a solid wall. You notice that it's kind of like a flap and the flap kind of like pushes back a little bit like like it gives in but then it sort of shuts back like a mail slot mm. mm-hmm. yeah roll plus shop hey that's much better oh uh, i got a 13 on that okay it's not that good <laughs> i got a 10 oh no that's fine you guys both uh succeed okay hey. when you bump this mail slot flap door thing that's at the end of this tunnel right For a split second, you both hear Augustus. (gasps) You don't hear what he says, but you hear his voice from the other side. Hmm. Can I use my shapeshifter plus one forward investigate a mystery to see if I can hear better because I have wolf ears and investigate a mystery with that? Okay, what are you going to do to try... Because, like... The door is closed and you can't really hear anything. It was when the the little like flap thing was like slightly open that you heard it. So what's Rainbow gonna do to sort of I guess hear from the outside? Ever, ever so gently ease the flap open and like try to stick one of my ears out of it. <laughs> so I can either give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um either A, you can like get your ear out to listen, but you might make a little bit too much noise. Or you'll stick your ear out, and then the flap's going to shut back and, like, yeah, trap your ear. It's going to get caught in the thing. But you will still be able to hear from outside this tunnel. <laughs> you take choice. damage if my ear gets caught in the door? No, 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 there's no damage. It's purely just, what would you like to happen? I would like my ear to be caught in the door, and I'm just like, <clears throat> well, it's stuck, but I'm trying to listen. Okay. You heard Augustus before. But now you hear a second voice. Oh? And you hear the conversation that Augustus is having with this second voice. And this other voice says... When it comes down to it, Gus, you have two choices. You can either let her die slow, and I mean painstakingly slow, and her entire vibrance will be eliminated from the planes. You won't get her back. You you won't get her at all. Or you could take my deal and let all this come to pass in a matter of, well, one week is all I need. 
My vow is that you'll have all of your own Viprints returned. In seven days. That's my promise. And, uh, and that's, that's sort of what you hear. I think I need to read a bad situation to see if Gus is in trouble. You need a check to tell if he's in trouble or not? I mean, did you hear that? Well, I think he's being threatened, but I don't know if he needs me to bust out and rescue him or if he can handle it because he's a grown-ass man. Yeah, a grown-ass man who has faced in front of multiple monsters and let children take care of it. I can definitely assure you he's not ready to handle this. What are you going to do to read this situation? Because I think... Audio, like listening, is sort of only one part of this. You're probably going to have to get a visual to maybe see wh- how Augustus reacts to this, maybe. Hmm. Well, the last time I busted out of this, I killed the hell out of a lamp. But you know what? Luz, you and me, were going to bust out there. Maybe I won't read a bad situation. Maybe Gav's right. Oh, wait. Get, did, she, did she shapeshift back to say that? No, that was in <laughs> Laura voice. That was not in Rainbow voice. What would Rainbow do? Uh, yeah, I think I've had enough of my ear being crimped, and um, I've had enough of people being threatened. I heard him say she, and I know who Gus cares about, and it's Luz. So I believe that this person is planning to hurt Luz in a week. I'm going to bust out into the space that has Augustus in it, and hope I'm not dropping really far. And if so, I'm going to believe that wolves land on their feet! <laughs> uh, I'm going to very tightly hold on to my messenger bag because I don't know what she's doing and I'm probably screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hear that and boof, 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 boof. Head first into danger. Let's go. Our camera, I think, pans to outside and we're out in the alleyway, um, standing behind the man with the trench coat, looking down the alleyway at Augustus and barreling from the building uh, beside Augustus, tumbling out like a superhero, comes Rainbow and clutching her teeth, dangling around like a rag doll is Luz, who like viciously clutches to her like messenger bag and is just sort of flapping around as, as Rainbow does this epic tumble. And then we cut over to Eli and Ava. You two. You're standing here uh, looking at the dark screens of these security monitors that are up in the office of the museum. You've just seen Augustus with the trench coat in the alleyway and you see Rainbow and Luz come tumbling out and sort of step beside Augustus in this scene. And then you see more movement on another set of monitors. And on the other screens under the group named Arid Societies, Uh, You see that there's a camera kind of angling for the entrance door into this room. Two bodies wrapped in what appears to be a white blanket are being dragged into this like temple chamber looking door. Dragged from the grips of another large arachnid, not unsimilar to the one that you two killed a short while ago. But sprouting from the head of these two blanket bodies are two sets of long antlers. Uh, well, you both watch on as these two different situations occur on two different screens in two different parts of this museum. What do the two of you do? Uh, uh, I, uh, um, I, uh, 
Um, uh, uh, uh. Um, mm, I... Out of all the times it's had to happen now. I mean, are you kidding me? I... I have to go over the... I have to go after the antelopes. I mean, what... I mean, And Eli is just staring daggers at this guy. It's like, uh, can I... Gotta be something... I have magic, right? There's something I can do with that. I mean, what can I... God, I just want him to go away. Okay, using powers, using powers. Emotions, getting away, getting away, getting away. Uh... And I'm staring at this trench guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to think of every moment there was a guy I didn't like, or Bryce was talking bulk and I didn't want him anywhere near and just times where I wanted to be alone or I didn't want certain people to be in the area uh, and uh, I'm going to attempt to use magic so what are you trying to do here what what do you want to happen well what I really want to happen is for him to just disappear but I'm feeling that's a little beyond my skill set <laughs> so that's what my ideal situation is but also him not being able to interact with any of these people that uh, are my friends would also be good. I, okay, I, I tell you what, because I, I want you to do this thing, and I'm looking at the effects in the use magic thing. I think a cool thing could be bar a place or portal to a specific person. That was another one I was thinking about. And maybe you could throw like a barrier between the two parties down in the alleyway. Yeah, that's also kind of what I was thinking. Like, very similar, just like, hey, you can't get to these people. Roll plus weird. First roll back. Uh, that is a eight. Okay. Hmm. I think I'm going to sort of um, improv one of the glitches. Your barrier is going to make it to the alleyway, but it has to, like, travel there. It's not like you can just sort of summon a barrier and it's just going to pop up in, in the universe. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> I think it's going to, I think what we see is this like almost kind of black, misty, inky mushroom cloud just kind of erupts horizontally out of like your body almost. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> this like, and it forms like this wall that just sort of um, projects outwards and it goes out of the door to this surveillance room across the office and it goes straight into the tunnel like it it's got a mind of its own and it knows exactly what it needs to do but you watch this wall of like black inky fluid that's just hovering in the air um just kind of seep into the tunnel you know what that works let's uh let's go and try and get him uh the antelopes we'll we'll get back here later and i just go charging out of the room wait are you going to the antelopes yeah because i'm assuming whatever that was just gonna take care of it Okay, Ava is going with you. That's where she wanted to go. I think the whole time Eli's doing his thing, her gaze is just like shifting back and forth between both screens as she debates in her head where to go. Mm -hmm. I definitely think her first instinct is the antelopes um, just because she knows Rainbow's fighting prowess and she is confident that Rainbow can at least handle the situation with Gus. Cool. So the two of you fly across the office. You bolt your way down uh, the set of stairs that lead you down into the little sort of foyer area. In front of you, you have a doorway that leads into the courtyard. A door to your left that says Selva Cities. 
And to your right is a little short hallway and a door back into the primordial chamber, which you guys just came from. I guess to sell the cities, since we don't really know where else to go. Right. You turn to open the door, you jiggle the handle, the handle opens, and you go to push open the two double doors, but that's all you can do. The door is sort of blocked. Are you kidding me? Again? What is it with this place and blocked doors? It's like a video game or something. Automatically turns and tries to go to the courtyard. Bursting out into this courtyard is a space that stretches... I don't know foot like square footage or anything, but it's kind of like 50 by 50 meters. You do the conversion. I don't know. Alright. Stretching like around the perimeters of this courtyard is all walls to this museum. Right? So it's like this this museum is like a donut shape, like a square donut, and in the middle is this courtyard. Oh. oh so wow. the only way to get out of this courtyard is to like enter into the museum again. In the center of this courtyard is this sort of stone ornate looking fountain that's not working at the moment you've got a series of like um, like stone benches and rails and stuff and like little garden features stuff that's like not necessarily important but there are four other doorways leading out of this courtyard you have one to your right which you can see is webbed up uh, and that would lead back into astrobiology you have a door sort of across the other side of the courtyard which has not been, not visibly webbed. A door that's like on the left facing wall and a door that's sort of on the exact same side, but to the left of the the wall of the museum that you've just come out of. Wait, which direction did we see the dragging? Um, You saw that it was an entry into Arid Societies. You, like, you couldn't really tell. It was literally just like a a footage of the Arid Societies door. Like from the outside uh, looking in. So you're not sure which entrance way. I'll take the far entrance. You can take the side one. The one off to the left. Okay, uh, we follow Ava who bolts her way across the courtyard to the left facing wall. And again, just like every other door in this museum, a set of two double doors. You go to open these doors and the same sort of sensation happens again where the handle twists, but the doors can't push open. And when you push open, you see through the slit in the two doorways, there's like a white sheet behind it. And you know that that door is going to be blocked. This one's no good. Just freaking bolting and like kicking the door open because he's tired of this. Yeah, Eli, so you go across the other side of the courtyard to the fire facing wall. And you go kicking your way into these two double doors. And are immediately hit with this like ice cold blizzard temperature air which whips past you. And your vision is flooded by this is almost pure white scene as you step into another exhibit of this museum, which has a big sign that reads Tundra Zone. Oh, this door is open, but it's cold. It's so cold. And it is just snow pretty much everywhere and ice exhibits and ice sculptures and yeah. I was going to say, I want to try Selva Cities before I rush over to Eli. Okay, let's... Um, okay. Alright, let's follow Ava then. So Ava, you bolt back to the left to try and do the same door that was on the, the wall that you sort of came from, I guess? Yes. How you want to open these doors? I think Ava just tries to shoulder them open. It's nothing fancy. She's desperately trying to get to these antelope people. Yeah, you shoulder barge through these two doors and they give in and you go flying through them. And almost in complete contrast to Eli's experience, you are just hit with this, like, 
thick, wet, humid heat, and you're there's just this uh, chorus of crickets, and before you is this like thick jungle scene with these large trees that the trunk size is like two cars put together just in like pure like width and they mangle and twist their branches and roots all throughout this massive room in front of you uh that has been labeled selva cities oh why you do this to us (laughs) um who wants to do what (laughs) i was gonna read a bad situation okay what are you trying to okay i mean i'm not gonna say no but what are you doing to read this bad situation well, the way you described it, it sounds like there's a lot of places to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to make sure that when I enter this, that I am entering safely. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Qualifies yep. for read a bad situation, or is that investigate? One hundred percent. Yeah. So you stepped into this like uh, jungle space, and there's like thick jungle leaves and foliage and brushes everywhere, like in every nook and cranny. Yeah. Roll plus sharp. And then I got eight. Hey, you get to hold one. Okay. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Over in the far right corner of this room, right like as you barged into this room, for like a split second, you saw this like brief scuttling of shadowy movement. Do you know like when you step like in near a spider hole and you just see like the legs just like kind of disappear back into the shadows? And like you only um, get to see it for like a second. It's like that. I was gonna say I've never had that experience. Good God, I hope I don't because that sounds terrifying. I've seen it in video games, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't have like trapdoor spiders or like funnel webs? No. They like dig holes in the ground. Oh that, my god, no. no. That, that does not does not happen. That's a Nazi thing, apparently. We have a lot of trees, so the spiders just have plenty of places to live without digging holes. So um I am going to summon Eli. Eli? Uh, I think Yeah, what have... Eli's been doing for the past couple seconds has just been like, he opened the cold, shut the door, and was like, <laughs> uh, there might be a door in there. And he just kind of like psyched himself off for a second. It's like, it just burst through the door. And then his main goal is to either look for the spiders or look for another door. Okay. You burst back into um, Antarctica. <laughs> Um, again, this blizzard wind just kind of whips through, and you kind of have to maybe hold your hand up to your eyes to kind of shield it from the from the winds. Roll plus sharp. Ooh, that's a six. You can't find any doors. It's just all all you see is just like eyelashes being whipped by the wind in your vision. You just can't open your eyes too much. Hello, anybody out there? This is not cool. Well, it is, but not in that way. So you probably just see the door shut behind. (laughs) Um, I think the door stays open, and then you hear Ava's voice call from behind you. I guess I'll run back, just like, just like I go in normal, and then I come out, and like half my body is frozen. (laughs) My hair has got ice on it. (laughs) Okay, that place is cold. That place is very cold. Eli, there's movement. Define movement. Uh, mm, I saw a shadow. That's all I got, unfortunately, but I... Sure it wasn't your shadow. I'm absolutely positive. It's all the way across the room. Unless I developed a new power, that's not happening. 
Well, that room over there looks a lot better than the tundra room over here, so I suggest we go in there. I don't know. Are there spiders in that room? Because that room would be awfully better. I mean, we're going to encounter spiders either way. I know. You guys both step back into Silver Cities, into the thick heat, and I think, Eli, you're probably going to get, like, pneumonia from this, just from going from extreme cold to, like, extreme heat and humidity. You step into this room. Ava, the crickets have quietened. And it is now just pure silence. Roll plus sharp to both of you. That's a 10 flat. I also got a 10. You guys both hear the sound of stone being dragged on stone, but like big stone. <laughs> I can't just, uh, uh, it's like the the deep heavy noise of stone being dragged across stone come from this the far corner of the room uh, Ava which you also saw the shadow movement from earlier ah uh, she's going towards it <laughs> unwillingly okay you kind of have to duck and weave your way as you move into this room because there's just a mat of entangled roots on the floor there's low hanging branches and leaves we established that you had your glaive that you got your glaive back, right? Yes. You're kind of using your glaive to, like, um, cut and whip branches out of the way. I have a quote-unquote big knife. I'm assuming I'm using that a little bit, too. Yeah, and you uh, guys are, like, explorers trekking through the jungle. Alternate universe. <laughs> oh. And you make your way over to the far side of the room. You kind of stand there for a second, just, like, waiting for something to happen. The only, like, movement that you can see, I guess, is the soft red blinking light of a security camera, which is above uh, the door that's on this side of the room. And it is a large stone, almost temple chamber-looking door uh, that you guys saw these two antelope-headed dudes being dragged through. Who's going to be the one to push open this door? Me. Okay. Eli reaches out his hand and you touch the cool stone and you give it a shove and the door slides and pushes open. We change back over to the alleyway where Augustus stands with Rainbow by his side and Lou's dangling from her teeth, who are in this sort of almost standoff uh, in the alleyway next to the museum. At the other end, which is the fabled man in the black trench coat, who just is absolutely like shocked to see your presence. And he is sort of startled and he says, Well, well, Augustus, who have you brought this time? Huh? Is it Mavis? Charles? Agnes? Come on now! Who are you? <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like screaming because I'm just dangling from Rainbow's mouth and we just busted out of a place. So I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> so what he hears are, ah! and bark, 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 bark! <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gus spins around to see you two there, and for a moment, he has a look of, like, 
relief that he's got somebody by his side, immediately followed by like guilt and dread that you're here. And he turns back and he says, um, no, no. Ugh. Okay. Ah, you two aren't supposed to be here. No, it's not. It's not Mavis. It's, it's not Ch- Charles or Agnes. They've, they've, they're gone. <sighs> These are my new, uh, companions and the man in the trench coat says ah well regardless of who your new companions are the offer still stands augustus what would you like to do hmm and he holds out his hand to augustus uh can i use my uh my uh connect the dots move please oh yeah that's right you had that from your start of mystery right yeah Remind us, what does that do? Uh, at the beginning of each mystery, if you look for the widened patterns that current events might be part of, roll plus sharp. And on a 10 plus, you hold three. And I, I got a mixed success, so I only got one. And there's a bunch of questions. And I want to ask, what does uh, <laughs> what does the monster want from this person? The monster being Trenchcoat and uh, the person being Gus, please. Thank you. <laughs> I want to use my empath powers with this. Okay. Because if you want me to roll, I can I can also do that to help my connect the dots move because I have an empath move. So what's the empath move? I like this combining of things. This is good. What's the empath move? Uh, when you open up your brain to a person who is right there in front of you, roll plus weird, and I can get their uh, I can get their emotional state and intentions by doing this. Oh, do that, do that, do that. I like that a lot. That's All right. Good. And like. Um, roll three, roll three d six to give you advantage, I guess, with with this connect the dots thing because because you're like combining these two things. I think that's very smart, and I like that a lot. Uh, I got, I got a ten, and now I got a thirteen because I have three weird. God damn! So what's uh, your plus? What's thirteen maxed on a empath move? There's there's no advanced move in this. Oh, okay. Ten or more, I gain a clear impression of their. F- their current emotional state and intentions, I take plus one forward when acting on this knowledge. Hmm, okay. Do we see anything when Luz, like, opens herself up like this? Like, do we see Uh, any, like, sign of of this thing occurring? Like, you know, with Eli, when he uses his magic, we have his eyes just turned completely black. Do we get anything with Luz? Am I... Would you guys say I'm hanging upside down? Yeah. My hair is out of my face... I didn't want to... I gotta... You see a third eye on my forehead glowing very brightly. Nice. (laughs) And I think my, my face kind of goes dead as I'm just staring into this new man's soul. Uh... And it's not like a bulbous eye, it's like, it's like a tattoo of an eye on my forehead and I'm just staring at him. I think you not only see like, you see like layers. It's almost like you've rendered in new layers, almost like a Photoshop document. You see this like augmented reality and like surrounding you and surrounding this alleyway are these thick, deep, dark, inky black shadows that form almost like this barrier around any entrance or exit from this alleyway. Um, But in the center 
You see the man in the trench coat. You see his hand outstretched to Augustus, and you turn and look at Augustus, and there's another, like, layer happening over Augustus, and it's it's this sort of bright orangey-yellow light that just kind of emanates off of him. And it's very... It, it, it stands out a lot from this, like, black backdrop. And you gauge, like, in some way, somehow you know that this trench coat man's intentions is to take Augustus and not take like not just take his body but to take that very thing that makes Augustus who he is to take that vibrant glowing orangey yellow light that you can see you can see it like being drawn towards almost like being sapped from him as uh, the trench coat holds his hand out. Let me down. Let me down. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to just drop her either. It's a gentle. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, stand up and I'm breathing heavily after like that toll that that took on my brain (laughs) and I'm going to take one of my throwing stars out of my messenger bag and I'm going to chuck it. (laughs) Cool. Uh, You flop to the ground and when you stand up and when your hair sort of covers back over that third eye, immediately the, that augmented like filter just vanishes and you're left back with like only seeing this material world. You reach in, pull out a throwing star and heave it towards the men in the trench coat. Roll kick some ass. I'm going to use a luck point to get a 12. Ooh. Oh, shit. Second luck point used. I used the first one. Uh, The flake special for luck points is uh, when you spend luck, pick an aspect of the current situation. The keeper will tell you what other conspiracies that aspect connects to. Huh. Oh my god. Okay, so this is specific to the flake, and I love this so much. Let's resolve let's resolve the attack first. I feel like I'm gonna aim the knife at his hand, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um and and this is a automatic success, right? Yeah, because I spent luck. How much harm does your throwing stars do? Um, let me see. They do one harm. Okay. But since I'm choosing to spend a luck point. I would like to choose to do one more damage. Okay, so it's two damage. I just want to get him to at least reel back and stop, like, getting Gus's energy out of him. Like, I care about Gus. I don't want him to get that taken from him. Like a boomerang, almost. This throwing star whips out of your hand, does an arc sideways through the air, And it comes clean across, slicing all five of his fingers off from his hand that is outstretched. And with a thud, the throwing star lands into the wall to the side of him. And shell-shocked, he is now just staring at his fingerless hand as not blood, but black inky fluid drips from his palm and trickles onto the ground. He's shocked for a moment before a twisted smile starts to creep up his face. 
And his eyes flash to you, Luz. My, my. <laughs> Feisty little one you've got here, Gus. And then he flips his palm face downwards and begins just slowly rotating it in a circle. And more of this blood starts dripping down into this puddle. And to Augustus now, he, t- he, he returns his attention to Gus and he says, You have one choice here, Gus. <laughs> you can make this deal or choose to let her die. That's your call. If Gus looks like he's about to make a deal with what could be the devil here, I would like to pad up beside him and lean up against him and give him puppy dog eyes and just be like, please don't, Mr. Gus. Gus looks down at you, Rainbow, and he kind of gives a half smile and again, just this look of defeat before he closes his eyes and somewhere deep inside... You hear the words, I'm sorry, Rainbow. And he starts to take a step towards the trench coat. He steps beside you, Luz, and places a hand on your shoulder. He kneels down, looks you in the eyes, and says, I'm really, really sorry, Luz. I have to do this. She's going to die. Who? It's, um, it's not really who, it's more what. I, I mean, if, if it's a thing where I could die instead, I could do it. I don't really could, like, I don't really, like, give much here. Like, I'm just like a 16 year old, whatever, and I got... You know, like, no one, no one has use for me. Luz, Luz, you are so much more valuable than you think. But I couldn't even, like, satisfy my own family. Like, I, I can... I think, and he looks back to Rainbow, I think you've got a new family now. I'm going to give him the biggest bear hug ever. We pause for a moment as Augustus and Luz are embraced in this hug. And Rainbow, you see between the two of them, dangling from Augustus's neck, the bright blue crystal pendant softly glows. Before you watch that glow, physically slip out of the crystal and begin to float through the air towards the man with the trench coat. They're in this hug. Luz is like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. And she's just like holding on to him as tight as she can. And Rainbow, you see this blue glow floating through the air. And you feel a slight cool breeze just kind of wrap its way around your ankles. And you look down and this like inky black cloud has started to sort of sweep across the alley floor in front of you. And it wraps around uh, Luz and Augustus's feet too. And it continues going down before almost like a tidal wave. It crashes up into the air, forming this 
this half black translucent barrier that stretches both sides of the wall of this alleyway completely across the bottom and stretches up and up and up and it's not completely blacked out you can still see the man in the trench coat on the other side and in the hug Augustus lifts his head from your shoulder, Luz, and turns to look at this scene where he looks at the man in the trench coat stepping now closer towards this strange and mysterious wall. The trench coat man steps closer to this wall of black inky cloud just on the other side, just on the other side of this precipice, floats that blue glowing aura. And he reaches his hand out to go and grab it. And his hand immediately disintegrates as it passes, well, attempts to pass through the barrier of this inky wall. At this exact moment, Eli's silhouette is visible in this black magical barrier. And Eli, somehow your vision changes in this moment so that you are now staring face to face with this man who looks up at you, shock and aghast. He utters a word that only you can hear. He whispers, You. And he reels back, and again, now he just has these sort of two stumpy arms, dripping liquid. And just like before, that twisted smile creeps across his face. And the two puddles of ink that are now dripping on the cement floor beneath him whip up and take the shape of two large hands that reach out and are able to pass through the barrier and these two hands clasp over the bright blue light and begin to pull back towards the man in the trench coat we see for a split second when Inside these inky clasped hands, this blue light passes through the precipice of Eli's magic wall. For that split second, and right as when Eli was pushing on the stone door, Eli, you hear deep inside you, Good luck, Eli. What? As these hands pull the light blue aura down into the puddle on the ground and lose... You feel Augustus's body get heavy. And he kind of leans and collapses in towards you. I am silent. Like, I go from, like, kind of crying and, like, begging him to not, like, leave and to just being, like, dead quiet. And I'm, like, after a second, I, uh, kind of pull back and I assume he just falls onto the ground huh he falls to the ground and he's not motionless he is still there Augustus is still breathing but he is completely immobilized his eyes have sort of glazed over that spark that that vibrance that you saw or that you are so used to seeing in his eyes is just gone and he just stares blankly up to the sky 
And you hear Luz barely escaping from Augustus's lips. He says, Luz, stop him. And you turn to look up. The man in the trench coat has disappeared. The alleyway is empty. 